Welcome back to Presentation Thinking, aka Pitching Ain't Easy, aka Adventures in Storytelling. This is Mike Miduski. I'm the founder of Ghost Ranch Communications, a presentation design agency, and I'm here to document my own adventures in trying to become a more confident, better business communicator. I got a long way to go. Today's episode was helpful, I'm not gonna lie. We listened to, we watched, and then we discussed a TED Talk, a pretty famous one by someone named Matt Abrahams, who's a lecturer at Stanford. I I think he teaches at the the Stanford Graduate Business Program on all things communication, which uh, is pretty stellar. And he's got a book called Speaking Up Without Freaking Out. And this TED Talk goes by the same name. So just Google Speaking Up Without Freaking Out, Matt Abrahams. It's from a TEDx Palo Alto a couple years ago. He has another one with like 4 million views on YouTube, uh, four and a half, called Think Fast, Talk Smart, which is another one that we're going to dive into at some point and would also love to have Matt on at some point. He's got a, a podcast by that same name, Think Fast, Talk Smart, and he, uh, he is worth a listen. So I won't give too much away. Bethany Hart, friend of the show, she and I broke this, this TED Talk down. It's only 13 minutes, 45 seconds, but we talked about it for much longer than that. Because Matt talks about some stories uh, and shared, I guess, nerves that we all feel about public speaking. He sees it all the time, being a, a communications and speaking coach and, and communications professor. But he gives us some tips and tricks to help overcome some of the the common nerves that we all feel. And he acknowledges it's science. You know, some of it has an actual physical manifestation on our bodies when we're going up there. We get short of breath. We get hot, wet palms, whatever. And so, yeah. Check it out. You might feel a little more confident next time you have to get up on a stage or in front of a room. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining. Here's our uh, here's our little breakdown of speaking up without freaking out. Definitely check out that TED Talk. We'll see you. Enjoy. Bethany, uh, you just had a presentation, didn't you? Uh, like last minute? I sure did. <laughs> yes, at work. How'd that go? It went just fine. And actually, I used some of the tips from our buddy Matt Abrams' uh, TED Talk, Speaking Up Without Freaking Out, Yeah, to my advantage. Uh, just some tactical really? and practical tips. Yeah, so I'll get into that. But yes, thankfully it went well. You want to hear some more? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's yeah. jump right in, Pitch Partners. Um, <laughs> so every Friday, our whole company does a computer side chat, is what we call it, because you know it's pandemic times. But it's really nice. So they'll cover different topics. And this time they wanted to cover our go through. We've had a lot of new hires on our in our operations department. So they wanted to basically go through a summary of like what each department does and who the people are in the department. So the visual was who the people are in the department and the titles. And then each department kind of talked a little bit about their department. So I found out like Thursday morning, so 24 hours notice. But what was really nice is that our awesome communications branding team puts together the whole deck and organizes like the speakers and they gave us a script. Um, So even though we found out at the last minute, I find having a sheet like that helpful to kind of get into the mode. I didn't have to feel like I had to spend the time coming up with something from scratch. I could just Mm -hmm. tweet, you know, review that, practice that, make it my own, put my own twist on it, and then go into the session. I didn't have I didn't have to build my own deck. I didn't have to build out the original script. I just sort of had to polish and again make it my own. So I did it. 
and I had a few people reach out to me and tell me no that way. they thought I did a great job presenting. And it was really short, right? It was only, I don't even think I was talking for more than two minutes, but it That's was great. like almost 200 people, which feels strange. And I'm sitting at my same seat. I sit at like nine to 10 hours during my working yeah. day and like the same screen, whether I'm meeting with one or two people versus like almost 200. When you were talking, could you see their faces? A lot of people don't go on camera for okay. it. So, because it's just so many people. Yeah. That's uh, kind yes. of weird. So, so. Um, and then also, I, I know a lot of us have anxiety about that sort of scenario. And exactly. that's really different in a virtual setting too. But you also, didn't you just take the, the Toastmaster challenge? Well, I signed up for Toastmasters. <laughs> I haven't awesome. done anything yet, but I raised my hand. There was a call out message that went out. There's a person in sales that organizes a Toastmaster group at work and they're getting another class going again. It's, I guess it's been on hiatus for some yeah. time. Um, Cause I think those are better to do in person. They're going to have a virtual option too. Yeah. Uh, so they said they're going to try and get it started in July. So I was like, Oh my gosh, Mikey, we were just talking about this. There's an opportunity right here at work. Someone's already organized. I just have okay. to show up. So I was I'm like, Ooh, I got to pull the trigger. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do it. That's sweet. I'm glad you're doing it. I want to do it, but we, I want to document your I will. Toastmaster journey. Yeah. And my boss did it too at one point and she was like, oh, the worst is like the vocal filler um counter. Mm. <laughs> like, oh dear, that's going to be rough. And I would say some of those are what I feel the most uncomfortable with, right? Because it's sort of off the cuff, from the heart type presentations. It's not like what I just did the other day in front of a group where I could prepare. I had a script. I was in like a comfy setting with <laughs> reading off my script. But when you're on camera, you can kind of fake it like you're not, right? Yeah. Like newscasters do. So it'll, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I did use a few of Matt Abrams tips yesterday. Was a little warm. And so I really liked how he uh -huh. had talked about um, like kind of getting into some nitty gritty, but managing and thinking through symptoms and sources of anxiety. And so one was super basic, right? Just remember to take a breath before you go on, kind of mentally get yourself ready, mm -hmm. calm your nerves, because it's some of those physical things. Then I sort of like moved around. So I wasn't just stationary. So I felt like that got a lot of my nerves out before. And then since I was on camera, you know, you can't see my whole body. One, you couldn't mm. see I was wearing my like Nike shorts I wear all the time. <laughs> and I had like a nice, <laughs> like a classic Zoom thing, right? So I was in my comfy shorts. So I felt comfortable, but it was a warm day yesterday. And I wasn't, I should have like turned up my AC, but I had forgotten to. So I just grabbed a super cold water out of the fridge and like held that with one of my hands off to the side while I was speaking. Because that was one tip he gave too. So gesturing, breaths, and then especially if you get hot, um, or flush to just hold something cold. Um, cause that will, your body will respond to that. Yeah. It's great. It's like the opposite of a, on a cold day, you grab a, a nice warm coffee or hot chocolate yeah. that'll make you feel warm and you can trick your body the other way with an icy cold beverage in your hand. Exactly. And so I don't know if I ever intentionally took a lot of those tactical or practical steps. I think there are some things you sort of think about in practice, but I was really like, okay, I'm going to use this little, checklist. And yeah. I did think it helped put me a bit more at ease or feel a little more in control or some agency. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He, um, and for those who haven't, if you Google speaking up without freaking out, 
Matt Abrahams, A B. Oh, it's Abrahams, yeah. Abrahams. I don't know. A B R A H A M S. He spoke at um, TEDx Palo Alto back in 2018. It's a quick little like 13 minute YouTube video, and he's he's got tons of other stuff out there. I've had the good fortune to see him at a presentation summit kind of workshop. Oh, did and, you really? Yeah, I yeah. No, I didn't remember that when you recommended this. Yeah, he's so cool. I mean, and he's a Stanford lecturer, so you totally. just got to see yeah. your Stanford education there, Mike. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. Pretty De- much. Depa of the West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, so um, he's also, yeah, he's just, so he's he's a brilliant communicator and sort of just speech guru, public oh, speaker. Oh, and he's so charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. So in that 13 minutes uh, of his TED talk, try to count the filler words and you will, if you're playing the drinking game, you will be sober as a judge. Cause yeah, the dude is flawless, you know, with his, he's so, so honed in and, and so it's down to an art, but he talks about his journey and tells a really fun story at the beginning about, you know, <laughs> pretty, pretty funny, you know, like unfortunate event that happened while public speaking that he decided, Hey, you know, I'm going to fix this and help others with their anxiety about public mm-hmm. speaking for the yeah, rest of my life. We won't spoil it. It was yeah, a story from his childhood and it involves a karate kick and it was pretty, Yeah, you just felt for him and it was a cute story too. But, the, but like the way he even tells the story, did you pick up like he uses these really granular details like Mr. Meredith, he's English teacher. And um, it was mm-hmm. a cold September morning, you know, like. He really took us there. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, those things that you just kind of latch on to. The girl that he had a crush on was out in the, you know, in attendance. It's like stuff that we can probably all relate to to some degree. Yeah, how he was really in karate. So that's what he chose yeah. to speak about and do a demonstration. Yeah. And yeah, so he's like, well, 85% of people admit that they are anxious about public speaking. You know, the other 15% are lying. Um, and so he's, the, the talk is all about, like you said, Bethany, trying to manage our anxiety because he actually said a good point. Like, nervousness is actually not a bad thing because it can energize us and exactly. it sort of tells our bodies like this is actually an important thing I'm doing so I'm gonna really go above and beyond kind of reminds me of Will Ferrell in old school when he blacks out and he uh he gives off that like perfect speech you know he's like what happened like, <laughs> kind of I don't know I, I think if you weren't nervous or that you, you might just kind of fall flat and people would be like is this person excited to to talk to us today? Right, you'd fall flat or you wouldn't that. really take it that seriously. Yeah. Uh, it's a motivator. To your point, it helps give some focus or energy. Yeah. But but the nerves can, cry. I mean, we've all felt it. I've had to give like a best man toast and it had a physical manifestation, you know, like I had like a pit in, I felt kind of nauseous the entire day. You're I like, didn't am talk. I going to throw up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he talks about ways to mitigate and overcome some of that physiological effect, like nervous people tend to shrink up. And so that's why he says, make these big sweeping gestures, because it'll just open your body up, right? And then- like oh, somewhere said, for that energy to go too. Right, that's kind of true. Or have you seen like Tony Tony Robbins stuff? I, I remember like one documentary, he does like push-ups behind, the, no, he jumps on like a trampoline and then does like this Superman stance. Have you seen that? No, but I believe it. He does all kinds of crazy things, yeah, like the like cold bath every morning. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So if you like, that's if what you he do does. This, He's got to get his energy right and his mind right. Cause do your super he does all posture. day, every day. Yeah. And open your chest for like one minute before you go and do something like that. And it, he's like, yeah, it, it gives, it gets more en- uh, oxygen in your body somehow. Pump that I'm chest making, out. Making it work for you. Yeah. 
But did you, so there was also some like, not only physical effects of the stress from public speaking, but like cognitive. Did you know yes. any of that stuff that Matt talked about? Yeah. So I like how he said it, it's two prongs. So he categorizes it as symptoms and sources. Mm. And um, so we've been talking about some of the symptoms and some of the sources are, it is this diagnostician thing we keep thinking about. It's mm-hmm. like, greet that anxiety and then unpack like what exactly you're anxious about. So give yourself permission to feel anxious because it's totally normal to your point. Like if you're getting up and speaking, like you probably should be a little anxious. It'd be weird probably if you weren't. And then what would you typically be fearing? Well, one example, and I think this is probably a pretty popular one. I know this is one that gives me anxiety, which is I will tend to over prepare. Oh yeah. Um, is well, what if I forget what I'm going to say right. and I just totally blank? <laughs> oh my gosh, wouldn't that be terrible? Yes. You know, we all fear that. That's right. like, and I'm going to look like a fool. But he said, have a plan. There's a structure yep. and design. So he walked us through his favorite design for when you're making that map or plan of what you're going to say. It was the what. What are you talking about? Like, so what? What's the value in what you're saying? Why does the audience care? And then the third thing is the now what? Like, what's next? What do I do with this information that you conveyed? I love that framework. We love threes, right? Yes. And so you could put that for your script. Yeah, gotta love a three, simple structure. It would probably give some very clear focus of like, well, what exactly do I need to convey? And and why does anybody care? (laughs) What, so what, now what? Pretty dang easy to remember. And then, so so if you start rambling, you're like, okay, where am I? Okay, let's talk about the so what. <laughs> so then you, maybe the yes, triggers in your mind. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, here's my here's my so what material. Yeah, and whether that's a written out script, I would think, because um, I do a mix myself, like a totally written out script or just some bullets to help me. I don't I don't know what you tend to do, but I, I do like to make a map or a plan of what I'm going to say mm-hmm. and then really practice it. Yeah. If I can, if I'm not put on the spot, which is like, yeah, 24 like, hours ahead. Side, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you dealt it. Um, I dealt it. So the other um, source of people's fear is like of being judged, right? Oh yeah. He had a good tactic here. He he didn't mention the whole like imagine the audience naked. That must be old school. But uh, he did say to just redirect. So like you know we're afraid of many of us wouldn't want all the attention. Yeah, that attention. Mm-hmm it heightens us because we're like, damn, if I say the wrong thing or we're going to be embarrassed and people are going to judge us. So he says you can kind of redirect the attention by doing something interactive. You could show a movie clip and, you know, and sort of like get them looking at that and then, you know, redirect everything or take a poll. Um, you could, if it's a little more like interpersonal, you could ask a question or give like a handout, you know, if it's mm-hmm. kind of a workshop type setting. So it not only is more engaging that way, but because it's like audience centric too, they get to be involved and it redirects. So then, you know, during those downtimes when they're on the spot, you know, you can kind of calm down a little bit. Yeah, that. And I think too, the other neat thing is it can help reinforce your point or try to make it a little sticky. Cause we all know we only retain so much of what we hear. <laughs> like, honestly, we hear something, most of us, and then we just forget immediately. Yeah. It's oh. really an in the moment thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, uh, when I saw this one, I mean, Mikey, this is your profession, right? You're making presentation oh, yeah, right. decks. This is why everybody loves PowerPoint. And gosh, who shows up to say anything now without some kind of visual or presentation? It's, it's rare. Yeah. It's such a crush for me now too. In Toastmasters, is it purely speaking? No. I have no idea. I yeah. will report back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But it's to the point now where even when I gave that quick two minute talk, Mikey, because maybe it's just because it's on Zoom. I don't know. But we had pictures of who we are in the department and our titles. Now, I wasn't like reading that slide, but that was our visual we had up. And then they sent it out as a follow up. Right. So anyone then it's like a living reference um, that people can go back mm-hmm. to look at as needed. So I think to that point, and I just think I go to, even at church now, oh, every yeah. time I go to church, there's a, there is a slide presentation at church. So it's like, you like can every... read the quotes. There's yeah. like pictures that relate to our sermon. I mean, now it's like, how did, it was weird to think there was a time when I went to church when there wasn't like a presentation that yeah. went along with it. Yeah. So anyways, I was like, oh, this is where Ghost Ranch comes in. This is yeah. like what Mikey does. What was his last? So that was the second one. Yeah. So the first source of fear was afraid we'll forget. The second one was was like judgment. And the third one is. Yeah. The manage attention. Well, yeah. this one really spoke to me, actually. It was almost a reframing. Mm-hmm. So don't think of presenting as much of a performance where you can be right or wrong. He said, think of it as a conversation. You're in service of the audience needs. It is conversational. That makes it less stressful for you. And at the end of the day, if you're thinking of it that way, you're probably going to give a better presentation because it's very audience-centered. It's Mm -hmm. two-way. It's not all about me and whether I'm going to do a great job. What's that focus off of you? And quick little tweaks. Instead of I, me, he said, just like use words like us, you, you, and we. And just changing that alone is a big shift um, that puts it off, sure. of the, off of a performance and more of the, that two-way convo. Yeah, exactly. And I related to that because I've been thinking about, well, what are the speaking situations that have made me most nervous? And honestly, it has been when I've been in an individual sport, I, like performance-wise. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more of a team sport player. I individual sports really stress me out. I know you did swimming, but like mm-hmm. I would freak out when I had to swim, freak out. Whereas like, if I'm in a, if I'm even dancing up on stage in front of an audience, I'm with a group like that made me less nervous than swimming, (laughs) uh, you know, 50 meters in the pool and getting up on the boards and diving in. And you're like, no, Bethany, I'm like, (laughs) but, um, and then I also was really into acting and gosh, nothing made me more nervous than what if I forget my lines or someone else forgets their line and it throws me off. Oh, yeah, that was probably the most nerve wracking. But the way he framed it, I'm like, well, no wonder that usually made me a little more nervous than um, some other things. Because, yeah, there is an air. It's like really, really blatant Um, where if you're if you're just up speaking and giving a talk as much as you could prepare in theory, you could like change it at the last minute, make it brief and no one would ever know. Really? Like what's the worst that could happen? One of the uh, do you remember Gary Vaynerchuk or ever follow that dude? Gary V. Well, he's that? like uh, sort of like this internet famous like entrepreneur hustle guy who writes books like Crush It and stuff. He had like a he got really popular oh, on YouTube. Yeah, like he's um kind of poor. Sorry, right? some of that stuff kind of makes my eyes. Roll. No, it does, and yeah, like I think he probably <laughs> but, um, owns, owns it. I get that energy. I saw him talk at a conference in like I don't know 2006 or something. And he's like I think he did zero preparation, and he's very confident. I'll say. But he just mm-hmm. showed up and he kind of like Fs with the audience. And he's just like, what do you guys want to hear about? And he, he kind of just, what do you guys do? Raise your hand. Who's like a developer in here? Who's like a designer? And he kind of just 
tailored things and asked, took a lot of questions. And it was a really, really good talk, despite I'm positive he, he did zero preparation for it because he does it all the time. But right. I think each time he does it is different because he was just going in as a a conversation together. Yeah. Well, and how cool is that? Cause it's unique to that experience. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I think that improv aspect comes totally. in. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it, it's kind of best practice with what that Daniel Pink masterclass, you know, one of the big takeaways, the worst kind of selling is one way. Like if the salesperson is talking the entire conversation at you, yeah. at you, yeah. The best kind he said of a pitch is like, you put some ideas out there and then the, prospect finishes your thoughts and they're like oh wait what if this what if that and it becomes participatory and he's like boom you got your sale you know like they're selling it for themselves and so they're bought in and engaged yeah 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 yeah, that two-way point so i i do think it takes the pressure a little bit off i'm in that's cool i'm in too bethany what do you think um matt abraham's walkout music stanford adjunct professor you know communication guru i don't know why this came to my head like, I just sort of let it come to me. Sultans of Swing. Oh, yeah. Drop the mic. That's great. You think so? I was like, yeah. it kind of has that California vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's Man. pretty cool. He, and he's kind of like a cool, groovy guy. It's like, he's just like, I got this. He's so well-spoken. I don't need anything too flashy. So just Sultans of Swing. Yeah. He's got a, a podcast called Think Fast, Talk Smart. I think he's bringing on a, a bunch of the other Stanford business communication experts. Oh, he experts has a podcast? Stuff. Pretty oh, cool. dang good. Yeah. He's been at it for a couple of years, I think. And he's also got a book or two. So definitely check out Matt Abraham's uh, just a communication speaking coach guru guy. And yeah, if you got 13 minutes, say it's definitely worth checking out that little TED Talk on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny he has a podcast. So... One of his other talks is Think Fast, Talk Smart, which I hadn't listened to the one titled that. So maybe we do that first. And that one, one freaks. I, if that's what I think it's about, it's about thinking on your feet. That one would also freak me out. Ugh. So that's the. I am mm. No. <laughs> so yeah, maybe let's dig into that one uh, at some point. And I think I'm going to share these with my Toastmasters group. I'll yeah. see. I'm kind of curious to see if any of the, especially the people, the two folks that lead our Toastmasters group, if they Sultans relate to smart. any of these. <laughs> It's so obscure. It's great. You like that? I don't yeah, know. I think it's solid. What, what were you thinking of? I <laughs> I couldn't tell. Did you like, come up with one? No. Like maybe some like new agey, like Ooh. sort of like smooth jazz. I could kind of see. He's just a smooth. He is smooth. You know, every time you go to a, every, I should, <laughs> every time you go to a speaker store, which is probably like 30 years ago, they always just play like, I don't know. There's always smooth jazz on. Because it must yeah, do sense. the best things for speakers. But um, I think you won with Sultans of Swain, Dire Straits. Okay. Okay. Great. Just rip it, Matt. There Matt. we go. Just ripping that. The other one I can't... Well, this is just stuck in my head because this is one of my daughter's favorite songs right now. She She's really into K-pop. <laughs> BTS. Right. And there's that butter song and it just goes smooth like butter. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll run it anyway, by Matt. I just... Uh, I would think we need to edit that out. <laughs> Not happening. That's got to stay. Out the butter segment. <laughs> uh, well, we know you did a big presentation last week. Um, yeah. Do you have you one any- coming up or have you done one recently? I think we had... Any toasts you need to give? I should have probably done a toast. I didn't really do it. We had a... Our whole team got together in person That's for the first right. time in like a year and a half. There are a couple people who I hadn't met in person yet, but I think you know it was just more about like 
getting together. We had a couple of good dinners. I, I, I didn't really do any speeches, but we did rent a pontoon boat and they got me a captain hat. It was cool. Amazing. Captain Mike. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fun up there in uh, Dillon and Frisco, Colorado. It was a pretty amazing trip. But I think, you know, so no mine, toast. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't volunteer yourself to give a toast and no one else wanted to give a toast. Allie Wilson, uh, she presented these amazing like crew neck sweatshirts Ooh. that she designed this like a uh, little cactus with a. Can I have one? Yeah, I really want one. You got to see it. The emblem is like, we call it Cactus O'Keefe because our ghost ranch is sort of named in homage of a few things. But one is like Georgia o- O'Keefe. She lived at this place called Ghost Ranch and was really prolific there with all can, her inspiration she's a inspiration from there she yeah did. yeah and so um yeah ali gave a, a little set of words on on the inspiration for the little cactus o'keefe sweatshirt that we gave everybody so that was cool she did a great job with that pretty meaningful oh she's a great presenter she is she really is well yeah i don't know what we're going to talk about next b we've got a, a few like more master classes youtubes ted talks shark tanks in the in the can and the likes yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found some LinkedIn courses um, oh, right. on presenting and pitching. So we'll, we'll see. We got a whole lineup of what we could dig into as we're on this journey. There's a bunch of good info out there. We don't need to, we're just going to curate it and aggregate it and tell you what's worth watching and what you can maybe skip. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I'd rather like read and talk about these things and actually give the presentations, but we do probably need to put this into practice. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, yeah. I guess we're trying it too with this, with this podcast. It is forcing us to like gather some thoughts and have a conversation with you all, yeah. our pitch partners and each other. That's right. Well, thank you. Um, I'm Mikey, ghostranch.com. Check us out if you need some visual storytelling assistance. Right. And I'm Bethany Hart, um, fellow uh, business geek, communications geek, here with Mikey, project manager working on digital transformations. Yeah. um, I don't even know if we have an official email, but hey, Mikey at ghostranch.com. If you've got any thoughts for content that we could watch to, to get better, um at this presentation thinking thing or yeah any guests that you think we should talk to that would be awesome uh but until then we'll talk to you next time long pitch partners bye-bye